You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. Not everybody. <laughs> Troy jumps on me when I'm a split second late, as he should. Welcome back <laughs> to the FOD, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023, and I'm your old pal, Joey O'Brien. And I'm Troy, live and in charge, LaValle. Live, live is it is, buddy. We are, we got a hot live FOD today. We're doing hot our Mike. recording. We're doing our recording in front of the nation. Here we are, in the flesh. Are you excited about this? It's uh, stressful. I feel like you're a little stressed. I'm very stressed. Because, you know, I mean, we produce this ourselves. There's a lot of little things that go into it. And there's always, you know, it's like little mistakes when you go live. And we can always clean those up uh, in post. But but not, not in this one. This one's raw. No raw safety dog. net. Remember Circus with the Stars? Like, they would just, they had a safety net, I feel like. It was like all the, the network stars would, like, do the high wire act. And there was a safety net. They wouldn't let them just do it without a net and have... You know, the dad from Growing Pains just fall to his death. <laughs> Crippling injuries. Is that Alan Thick? Oh, yeah. Alan Thick unfortunately was paralyzed today at the <laughs> Circus of the Star. <laughs> they, uh, they really should have taken it to the next level. I think they would have had more people watch if there was like the threat of real death. <laughs> Meredith Baxter Burney unfortunately broke her neck uh, or was eaten by a lion live uh, on network TV. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, it's great to be live. No, it is. It's great. And and the thing I'm most excited about, honestly, before we uh, dive into all the things that we have to talk about today is that we're going to have listener mail back on the FOD today for the first time in a long time. Are you saying it's time for listener mail? <laughs> I'm saying it's time to cue that a. So make sure you get them ready, folks. We're going to be asking for them later. If you want to warm up by doing a little at the glass cannon with your questiones all through the show, feel free. We're going to grab a few at the end and uh, and answer them. Uh, I got a question for you right now. How green are my fucking eyes with this shirt? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of like creepy. Yeah, it's like strange aeons green. Look at that shit, man. Yeah. You can see it's a little wild. twinkle. It's like when I wear that, the, like a bright blue shirt, just completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to go out to our uh, audio audience, though, which is exciting. It's a bit of a, a late pod for them, but it will be coming, which is great. Uh, so, you know, we got it. We got this. This audio show was filmed live in front of a studio audience. And yes. we are very excited to uh, to answer some of your questions today as we go through an absolutely jam packed FOD. Everything oh, from the finale of SideQuest Side Sesh to to being one week and a day from the premiere of Campaign 2, dude. Hey, wake-ups. Uh, leaving in two days for Glass Cannon Live Boston. Oh, my God. Uh, you are starting a Baldur's Gate stream tomorrow. And probably, I don't want to say the biggest news, because the biggest news is, is, uh, is Campaign 2. But we're going to talk in a little bit about <laughs> a massive, massive change to the network that I think everyone is going to love. A massive quality of life change oh. to how you consume our content. Get ready for that. That's coming a little bit later in the show. Uh, but first, let's talk about this premiere. Are you ready? Is the, is the show ready to go next week? Uh, 
yes, as of yesterday morning, I sent uh, my my round of it. So I I edited the audio, and uh, and then Francis did a cut of the video, and then I watched the video over a few days because episode one is long. Sent those notes, and I got the the new cutback from Francis this morning that I'm going to look at. Um, you know, we, I think we were talking about in last week's fodder, like when does an episode lock? And uh, Nick Lowe uh, emailed us, and it was yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people. Nick Lowe wrote us. He <laughs> was like, you'd be shocked, like. Uh, I'd be getting updates on uh, the Spider-Man thing. It's like a day or two before it premieres is when it locks. And I have a feeling that's how it's going to be with us. It's just a lot of like moving pieces. But in terms of like the labor and the work, uh, like the, the the real like fucking grind of getting that episode ready for broadcast, I, it's it's really over at this point. I'm, I couldn't be more pleased with what we have. And I was worried that like after I edited the audio and then watched it, because I listened to it, then I edited the audio. Then I figured like when I start watching it to give notes, I was going to be like sick of it or not find it funny. And I'm still like laughing at stuff and intrigued by other things. Noticing I was like, Oh, I forgot I did that really cool thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> of course you do. You sit yeah, there and like, say, I ah, forgot how I'm pretty fucking I good at this. I knew how cool I was, but I forgot They're that I'm even cooler like, than I thought I was. People who are going to be like, man, that was really cool what Troy did there. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, it just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy how much, how much time and effort has gone into, uh, what we're finally going to be able to share with everybody else. So many, the work of so many people is like, we're, like you said, eight, eight days away. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. But I think people are going to be really impressed and really, really enjoyed. It feels yeah. like the Glass Cannon podcast is back. I think the fodder audience should know how much detail goes into this and how down to the wire it comes even though you know we recorded it a while ago there's a lot of like little things that have to come together and i mean right before this fod i was on with francis and we're just frame by frame working the uh tease you know the the teaser for the you know uh on the series premiere of uh, the glass kind of podcast so like we're bringing back the teasers this and this week this week the original things from uh gcp which I'm, I'm just so excited to bring back but it's it's a lot of work and there's a lot of detail that goes into it and francis has never done one before and this is probably our third meeting on a 60 second tease you know a lot goes into it like i don't yeah. think people realize how much and so it's really fun to uh to be working on that again and i can't wait to share that that with people so yeah. yeah and so that's still not done you know what I mean? like a week out we're not just sitting back like oh everything's polished up and ready uh, to go we're so gonna be working down like, to the wire from fucking lower thirds to animations uh, stuff we're working on and like uh we're, we're trying to get a trailer together to to get people's teeth wet before next thursday uh i mean t- t- now you're getting me worried. I'm like, shit, there is a lot left to do. But yeah. we're, I really feel like we're, we're in the home stretch and the heavy lifting is over. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm ready to come back from Boston and start working on episode two. Yeah. I, that's the thing is like Boston uh, it comes right in the middle of all this. So that adds a layer of stress, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun distraction too. Cause we, we always have a great time when we go to Boston leaving, yeah. uh, Friday to head up there. And then Saturday is the show sold out. I mean, uh, before we went live, there might have been what, like two tickets or something? I think there were three tickets left. Literally I, three? Yeah, I think there were three tickets left. There was like 17 left yesterday, and then Boston.com put a post up about it to like all the college students that are like coming in and be like, hey, want to see some fucking awesomeness at the paradise? And that I think that sold 10 tickets, and then another seven sold. Th- so I think there's like three tickets left. I was just fucking around while you were setting up, and I went on the paradise website. I couldn't buy eight, seven, six, five, five. I could buy two. And it was like, 
Let me try three. I could buy three, but I couldn't buy four. So I think it's, I mean, there's no, it's going to be sold out, which is insane because we have done that place like half full, uh, like after COVID and it felt like there were a thousand people there. This is a fully sold out paradise rock club on the week that kids are going back to school. I mean, we're going to come out of there and it's going to be like BU, BC, MIT and Harvard students just fucking on the streets. <laughs> All the hormones. It's going to be absolutely insane. I can't wait. <laughs> clearly, clearly, uh, you're showing your, your Boston pride there. Uh, it Let's, is go. Gonna... <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, man, a fully sold out Paradise Rock Club. I, I can only imagine um, the, the damage that will be done uh, to the venue oh. and the city just around it. Uh, and to your characters. Fires will be started, I fear. Uh, with this, with this many maniacs getting together, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, and dude, I had to, uh, I had to bring my car in for uh, inspection today, and so I was like, uh, I'm just going to leave it here. I'm going to go sit and work at Starbucks. So I was really digging into the Boston prep. Uh, your characters are in are in trouble too. Not only is the city of Boston and the paradise in trouble, uh, things are about to get a little hairy. Harry, and after that display you put on last week in side quest side sesh, I think you guys are fucked. Yeah, I I think that it has become clear that in every game of uh, Pathfinder Second Edition, we will ultimately fail. So I guess you don't really need to watch or listen to know the outcome. You know what it is? You ever played chess against a, a computer on like a moderate setting? Yeah. Okay. If you do that, Many right, you cannot win. It's almost Correct. impossible to win. And like, you can get pretty far, but like the computer knows the most optimal way to beat you, even on a moderate setting. I am by no means a uh, chess moderate setting computer. However, the game is designed for you. You cannot make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing this now as we get into high level play. And uh, Luis Loza is doing the, the conversion uh, of book four and he's fucking brilliant i'm blown away by some of the things he does he's like instead of having six because i was like i don't want a room with 16 enemies he's like well how about i do this and just rewrote some shit um i'm not saying you're gonna come up against that uh this weekend but uh i'm looking at these encounters i'm like oh there's just there's no room for error no room for error it's gonna be it's gonna be scary uh if you want to go see us in boston Sounds like there's two tickets left. <laughs> Grab a friend and uh, and sell it out for us. Uh, you're going to play Baldur's Gate tomorrow. Is that right? So that's the plan. But then my wife uh, bought me an Xbox uh, Series X for my birthday the other day. And now I just might uh, never talk to you guys again. <laughs> I cannot wait. I want to end this fodder as soon as possible so that I can create a Starfield character. Dude, I was doing it right. So I, I wanted to play last night, but I just I couldn't because it got, went live at 8 p.m. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll play tomorrow. And then I was just working all day. And then right before we logged on, I'm like, let me just do the prologue. And so I was building my character and I just built him. And then I saved it uh, before we went live. I am so obsessed. I built all of my Joe's going to stream Starfield graphics before I left for vacation a week ago. Because I was like, when I come back, I just want to be ready to rock! And I don't even know when I'm possibly going to stream this, but I'm, I'm hoping hoping to jam it in somewhere. 
Yeah, uh, I just- want to do it too because I want to stream both. Now I've got I've got Baldur's Gate. It's ready to go for tomorrow, two p.m. I'll be playing two to four, like turning on the game and playing. I set up my Larian account, and that's it. Uh, so I'll probably be just building a character, uh, and then. I definitely want to stream Starfield as well. So I think you, Skid, and I are going to be streaming both of There's no reason we won't be streaming both of these games yeah. 24-7 on the Employee Lounge. It's just so – it's so exciting. I said in Legacy, I believe in January, maybe February, Skid, one of his, like, opener questions was, what are you most looking forward to this year in terms of any kind of content, movies or video games? And mine was Starfield. I was so freaking excited for this. And I can't believe it's today. It's I'm wild. looking at the date. September 6th. It's today. It's let's, out. I'm so excited. Let's wrap this up so we can yeah, go right. fucking let's, play let's for get, 10 Let's wrap minutes. this up. I want to talk about – I want to dive into the SideQuest side sesh uh, finale and then huge, finale. huge news about quality of life for the consumption of content for the Glass Cannon Network. Cue and then – Right after that, we are going to do "We Are Stupid," of course, in the uh, in the in the finale. So, I don't know. I, I, maybe this finale part is going to just be combined with "We Are Stupid." Let's just do "We Are Stupid" in the finale at the same time. So we'll we'll just knock them out because the "We Are Stupid" list is long, and <laughs> I'm seeing the name Champ a lot, so I'm a little nervous uh, as as we dive into this. Oh, there it is. Yeah, this could be a long one, man. Do do a little Control F Champ, and you'll see it's all over. We are stupid. <laughs> uh, all right. The side quest side sesh finale. Season finale. Stop s- saying finale. That's it. We're never. I'm never. I will never play with you again. Though you may never play again. Others may want to play in side quest Under side sesh. the brand side quest side sesh. <laughs> I am the brand side quest side sesh. Um, yeah. Season finale. Season finale of side quest side sesh. The. Um, Spoilers coming, by the way. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Disclaimer is we're doing this live. We're so happy that you're here live. I can't. I, I, we can't not talk about the SideQuest Side Sesh season finale. So if you haven't heard it or seen it uh, and you really want to not be spoiled, you got to You got to peace out for like the next 10 minutes. 15, uh, 10, 15, then come back. Go get 10, a cocktail. Come on back. <laughs> Go get a cocktail. <laughs> And then come ha- hang out with your buddies for uh, huge, huge news, as well as uh, uh, listener mail. Okay, yeah. so We Are Stupid should have been the episode title of uh, of episode 12 of season two of uh, the SideQuest Side Sesh series. I disagree. I, I think that it's, uh, yeah, I just think that it's... I wasn't uh, stupid. You, you, go ahead, you go ahead. You you have a lot of thoughts on this. You know a lot about what was going on in the background. Um Please, please, uh, belittle me. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Had we recorded this earlier this week or when I was feeling maybe a little more feisty, maybe I would come at you, but I'm in a good mood, man. So fired up about this weekend. So fired about up about like Starfield. I can every, see you looking at your Xbox off screen, just, just like oh. I'm just. I have every game system in the world now. I don't know how my life <laughs> has come to this. <laughs> um, so I'm I, I I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be mean. Uh, but I do have some critiques. That's why I wouldn't call it we are stupid because I don't think I was particularly stupid. Um, I think that. Uh, I think that it could have gone better, and I think you guys fell into the trap. And I'm going to be nice and say you guys, even though it was not all four of you. You guys fell into a very common trap that happens where you psych yourselves out of the possibility of winning. And it happens far too often, and I think it's your fault. And it's because 
you're such a vibrant personality. I had a friend uh, in college, good friend, and uh, he got upset with me once because I was being like moody or something at a party. And I was like, who cares, man? I just like, let me be moody. You go do your thing and I'll have fun. And he's like, you don't understand, dude. You change the color of a room. When you're moody, it brings everybody down. And I never forgot that. And I thought it was like such a nice compliment, even though he was angry. And it's the same uh, backwards compliment I'm going to give to you. You change the color of a room. So when you were just like, this is unwinnable. What are we going to do? It, it made everyone around you fail. And I think it just sort of erased uh, the possibility for victory um, right out of the gate. And then you do this a lot. And then and 95% of the time you guys win. But like when you get in these situations where there's so little room for error, I just think you psyched yourself out. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I, how I feel about. Yeah. I what feel like down. you've not only have you said this before on fodder, but you've used that exact antidote before anecdote before that antidote uh that anecdote before i remember it i remember it like to the to the word uh so yeah i mean yeah yeah we did psych ourselves out and uh i do have a tendency to uh get all fired up when uh something has an ac that you can't hit without a natural 17 <laughs> so uh i you know but the thing was definitely in in retrospect um there is it's like a video it's like a fight in Baldur's Gate right like you you can just do it again and when you learn so much of your mistakes the first time through you can apply those to you know the fight and then do a lot better the next time i mean it is the basis for what makes dark souls so fun what makes uh uh, uh what was the other one the um oh my god like the samurai one that was like so freaking brutally oh, difficult Neo? Uh, Neo was one, and there was one other. Oh, one. Sekiro? Yeah, Sekiro. Yeah. Uh, they were so incredibly hard. But, you know, repetition got you to a place where you're like, all right, I know everything I have to do to win this fight. And that's part of the fun, you know? I think there were three things. And in real, I can boil it down to this. And this is why I think is we're going to talk We Are Stupid and recap at the same time. It was mm -hmm. like, you guys uh, both uh, forgot about the cannons and... Uh, abandoned the cannons. It was like an abandonment that turned into forgetting about them because there was an opportunity to have the NPCs activate the cannons for you and guys to continue to do what you want to do. The cannons lay out massive damage and they would have hit every single time. Two, I think there was a tendency to like, I'm just going to keep trying to attack when I think a better option was to try and make, try and do things to make the enemy more hittable for your for your allies that had a better chance to hit. So rather than like try chasing a good roll, you should have, the team should have been trying to debuff. And then the third thing was by, by also doing multiple actions and staying in a spot where this thing could just lay out its multiple attacks on you guys, you left, you got, you left yourselves open to just continually getting rocked by this thing. When what you, what it wanted you to do was attack uh, move up to it, attack, and then get as far the fuck away as possible so that it would force it to use an action to move every round. When you don't force it to use a Mac action to move every round, 
like I have to just play like a jerk to not like TPK you. I basically have to be like, well, now I'm just going to go move over here. Cause if I can attack, 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 even with my map, the BA, his attack bonus was so high and he had all these other powers. Like I get, I just felt like there was so many opportunities to fuck you guys up and all of those things, those three things combined sort of just left you guys helpless unless, unless I don't know, I, the way you, the way you guys were playing, it just seemed unwinnable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I So I can point to two things for myself. I can only speak for myself. But I think that there were two things in retrospect psycho- psychologically that happened to me that led to two of those things directly, which is the the cannons went out of my head psychologically the second it was over the boat. It doesn't make any logical sense that cannons on a gunnel of a ship are going to shoot this thing that's already over the boat. I just sort of like mentally, you know, the way that I uh, approach games so realistically that it it can like hurt me a lot of the times. To me, I was like, it, those cannons for when it were when it was broadside of the ship, like out over the water. And we chose to use grappling hooks to pull it in because we have a couple fighters. We have a couple people specced as fighters and not a lot of range damage. So psychologically, once it was over the boat, I was like, it didn't even occur to me to shoot a cannon at it because it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It does seem ridiculous, right? Like, you're not going to harpoon it, but it did have the cannon option. And so the wife was thinking, like, as it's standing on the deck, it's 20 feet tall. You technically could turn the cannon around and shoot at it. It is stupid. What cannon? The cannon that's on wheels on the deck? You know what I mean? Like, I get they're it, I get under it. the main deck and shoot out the side. That's just the way that. So it's, it wasn't ever voiced. It's not. Oh, it was at the very end. I of think the episode it was. Yeah. When you were like, why didn't you use the cannons? I was like, I thought it, we couldn't because it was over the ship. All right. So that's one thing. The other and that's thing, a tricky, very interesting thing to talk about is like when something like I didn't tell you that you couldn't do it, but it just seemed ridiculous. So right. wh- when do you just like, when do you kind of, how do those, how do you reconcile those things as a player? You know what I mean? Because other people might have been like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But it bothered you. So you don't do it, but it maybe it didn't bother Jared and be like, fuck it. If it's my only option, I'm going to shoot the cannon. Yeah. And I, and I would have if you said that it was. I just, I never even asked because yeah, I was just, it, it just never occurred. I was like, oh, the cannons were used to bring it close. The other option was to use them, to, you know, for it from afar. Um, but of course, in the replay, I would constantly use the cannons, you know, every round. So on the debuffing note, I don't, uh, the debuffing thing is so important and everybody talks about it in 2E. However, you have to be, I don't understand how debuffing works without being specced to debuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know, like, the, the, the idea of making it frightened, of intimidating it, that's going to go against its will DC, which is going to be as equally impossible to hit as hitting it. So I, I really don't understand that, that concept. Uh, you know, it's certainly better than hitting with the second attack for sure. Uh, so let's maybe see what its old DC is. I'm just bringing up the. I can't wait to delete these things. I saved them on my desktop just until the end of. This I would assume it's a super willful. Creature. Twenty-seven, dude. Its will DC is twenty-seven. Oh, it's a plus seventeen to will. I mean, that's still pretty high. But like, uh, well, I think Karazor two or whatever. You know, doesn't Karazor have bone mo or something like that? That doesn't yeah, demoralize, does. but it does something, right? Yeah, but I would imagine that that bonus isn't more than like plus. You can distract ten. Him. I mean, he's third level, so that's a natty seventeen, right? I mean, whatever. We'll we'll see how it all. Well, we won't see how we we know how it all shook out. But so that's the thing with the debuffing. Now the flanking also did not psychologically occur to me. My picture of the entire event was that it was 
hovering above us, like over the ship on these grappling hooks that were holding it in the air. So it never occurred to me that we could be on two sides of it across from it. You know what I mean? I just never, never thought of it. Yeah, I and, pictured it as on the deck. Once it came to the deck, I figured it was on the deck. And then when it, when it was moving, it was just flying to another, another part of the deck. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a lit. But I guess that wasn't clear either because I wasn't using actions to hover. Um, I was just... I, I just kind of pictured like once it had been pulled in and was over the deck, it was on the deck. And I was giving you guys the flank bones. But yeah, I guess, again, Were it's we, I don't even remember it. But I yeah, feel like I, you're given. So yeah, we should. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's a good, it's very, very good. Le okay, the one thing that I left the episode being like, that was really stupid. So I stayed close because of my reaction, which I barely ever used. And by the way, you can go back and listen. It would not have made a fucking difference. The amount of damage that thing was putting out, my five DR would not have affected the fight in any other way. But psychologically, I kept thinking, I have to stay within 15 feet of Karazor and uh, Balthazar the Mild. Like, I needed to stay within 15 feet of them so that I could use a reaction to uh, negate damage on them. And then when... Uh, when Balthazar went down, I asked Matthew immediately after the episode, like how much would it, and it wouldn't have made a difference because at the time I just missed it, you know, and I yeah. thought about it a second, like a round later. And I was like, God, oh my God, he's down. And I maybe could have stopped that, but I couldn't have. The one thing that really irked me after is, is the movement thing. And it's just, I think that it's a combination of a little leftover one E psychology, but also a little bit of Karazor using power attack, you know, those two action hits where he wanted to be up there and, and use those two actions and also myself being wanting to stay within 15 feet of everybody and feeling like moving away was just something like going to range, uh, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to swing my sword, my uh, kukri, my bloodletting kukri and get a crit and let it bleed. So basically, uh, that's the one thing that I was like, we should have moved a lot more. And that that standing right next to it was really, really stupid. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go through a few of these We Are Stupid things just to kind of yeah. point out uh, wh wh how Professor Eric looked at this fight, you know, what what went wrong. He pointed out something about the way the chase points actually worked in the module that uh, is, you know, not really a big deal, as he points out. Uh, something about, uh, oh, the, the, the number of chase points the PCs have can never fall below zero. So at one point we said it was like at negative one, whatever. If you're That's running true. this particular module. The it, chase it, had no uh, mechanical effect on the adventure at all based on your uh you guys's roles i don't think anybody took any damage during the chase mm -hmm. um so if anything going to negative one when i shouldn't have gone lower than zero it didn't have any outcome uh, effect uh you guys aced the chase yeah the chase was great yeah. um you gave us a few gimmies in there but that was just really fun um the yeah. the uh i you know a good note to to you know always mention is he says champ rolled a natural three at one point and just said it's a fail. And he was like, get in the habit. Professor Eric says, folks, get in the habit in two E of always saying the total. Just say the total. Don't just say, oh, I rolled a natural two. That's a miss. Just say the total because you never know. He said that cocoon specifically had a very low AC because it was a very low level creature. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it in that fight. So, you know, he said you're, you'd still would have been a fail, but like you should always get in the habit of saying it because you never you never know. Um, and then, uh, oh, at one point, I guess you crit Rufus and gave him one D four bleed. And he was like, it's two D four on a crit. Persistent ah, bleed. Persistent bleed. <laughs> Double. 
So, I guess I was being easy on you. I guys. guess you were being too <laughs> easy on us. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I kind of forget that because that type of damage didn't doesn't double in one e, and so I still have a blind spot for that. That like everything, almost everything, fucking doubles. Does sneak attack damage double in two e? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let us know in the chat. I, I'm pretty sure it does. And so that's something that's that's a carryover. Precision damage, I think, is the term, and I'm pretty sure it it doubles yeah. on a crit. I don't I don't see why it wouldn't. I think so the those only conditional effects that, double too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sneak attack does. Uh, I feel like the only thing that doesn't double is like uh, the the deadly property dice. Like those dice don't double. Right. Uh, everything that's doubles a thing except that's meant fatal to dice. Only trigger on a crit. So. It says Mecha Maya. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's good to know. So I feel like I said this in the app. Uh, here's a name <laughs> champ where he champs out screwing something up. Champ succeeded on the first scale dust. So he is immune for 24 hours as written on the success line. You have to, uh, critically succeed to be immune, I believe. Yeah. Um, so professor Eric says it's written on the success line. You are immune for 24 hours. Let me just look. Um, uh, what was it again? The hallucinatory um, scale dust. Success, yeah, no, success is uh, immune for twenty four hours. So, so was, when did he? Was that the thing that kept giving us like a debilitating thing that was like? Yeah, it was an aura. Yeah, dude, we totally would have won that fight if you didn't fuck that up. Well, but only you guys failed constantly. I think it was was it the beginning of the fight? I failed. I succeeded immediately. And I didn't get the same. And then the second time I failed, uh, you gave me the one that clumsy thinking that I was like, uh, or no, you gave me the strength based one thinking that that would hurt me and it didn't. So then you gave me clumsy the next time if that was all the, the scale dust. But okay, anyway, I'd have to go back and listen to it because I can't remember. I felt like I felt you like some you guys failed at the outset. But yeah, I mean, that that obviously would have would have been a big difference. At a certain point, I stopped giving you guys. um <laughs> Debuffs. Stuff debuffs because you just kept failing. I just don't. I don't remember a lot of successes. So I don't. Th- I think to there were honest, people that failed know, every uh, single one. So thinking they of it never now been. and looking at what we screwed up and looking at the rules that uh, you know the way the monster actually works and the way that we could have done our tactics better, uh, similar to those fights I was discussing before in those video games. I would love to have another run at this fight. You know, I think it would be a really fun fight. Just fuck second it up. chance theater. Yeah, no, yeah, I think still so too. Second chance theater. Um, yeah. Also, I, 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 so let's say two, two of you succeeded immediately, right? And, uh, so you would have never taken any of those. I don't, there, I don't remember also a lot of like, oh, off by one. You know what I mean? There wasn't a ton. There of, was. Was there? I remember some. Okay. Wasn't it like a 32 AC or 31 or something? Like, I remember uh, being like, oh, 23, 30, 23 you know, like AC. 33? 23. The creature had a 23 AC. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. 23 AC? We couldn't hit it. It says 23. Huh. I don't know what I'm remembering. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, 23 AC. Whatever. I must yeah. be. Well, maybe it's just that our, uh, maybe I'm just thinking of another game at it's a possible. high level. Yeah. We play a lot of games. Yeah. And, and so I guess my two hit is like plus nine. I mean, that's not that bad. Whatever. Right, so that's, that's I, a I don't big know swing what there. happened. That, there's a chance that could have been a couple more hits. But like also when the fight ended, he still had like 80 hit points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then there's and then there's that. Uh, Professor Eric points out that Rufus missed. Uh, it seems a reload action might have skipped a reload action. Um, also, uh, may, might have underdone his produce flame by only doing two d four and not adding his combat or his c- casting modifier. 
Uh, oh, yeah. So here's a great one. He says, Champ could have used a reaction against his the crit that hit me. Skeleton crumble, I think. It's called collapse. And I thought of it like a round later. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. That's such a cool ability that I didn't use. Uh, however, it would not have helped in the fight in the least because when you collapse – uh, the next round, like all you can do is do like a move action to reassemble basically. So it's like a whole other round where you're not doing anything and can't hit already. So I don't think it would have been that helpful in the fight, but it's such a cool ability yeah, to fun. have missed out on. Um, yeah, he said we needed more better positioning to get better, uh, you know, debuffs, all that kind of stuff. Oh, the hallucinary scale dust doesn't stack. So it would be stupefied too. Nothing stacks un- un- uh, unless it says it does. Says Professor Eric. So Nothing if you stacks. fail and you go to, for example, clumsy one, and then you critically fl- fail later, you just go to clumsy two. And then if you fail again, you just stay at clumsy two. Yeah. Yeah. It gets it a just, little. I guess it just doesn't stack. Yeah. Nothing stacks. Nothing so, stacks. But unless it says if you it critically does. fail, you know, say you've never succeeded and you just keep failing, 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 then all of a sudden you critically fail. You should, it should at least go to clumsy two at that point. And then when you fail again, does it then go back to clumsy one or do you stay at your max of clumsy two? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just stopped doing it once you guys were, I'm like, it doesn't really matter at this point. It was, it's just getting ugly. Suburbanite says that, uh, I, that the skeleton only needs one action to get back from that. So I guess that would have been a misunderstanding on my part, but I'm going to bring up the character sheet and just to take a look at it. But in the meantime, um, the, Okay, so Professor Eric, I love this. He is personally over the long-running debate on skeleton PCs <laughs> bleeding. We discussed this in the show. Uh, he says he personally thinks they can bleed, which I agree with. But when he's running games on Foundry... Which we were. <laughs> right, which we were. The standard is they can't bleed, so he just does that. He doesn't get into fights with people he's playing with online on Foundry. He's just like, oh, go, oh, good for you. You don't bleed because you're a skeleton. Um, but yeah, it is it is a topic of debate within the community. And Professor Eric will see himself out of that debate. He's not interested anymore in discussing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess so, we'll never know. So at the end, we get the grade, really. The grade from Professor Eric on the fight. And, and it's 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 a failure. And it's, it's the player's fault. He, uh, in classic Professor Eric fashion, he's very kind in his words. Uh, but he starts it off by saying, I've run this one three times. And it's been tough, but not as brutal. It did feel like the dice were really against you. Thank you, Professor Eric. That's very nice. But there are a <laughs> lot of minor misses. So any ability to debuff the boss would have generated a lot of hits. Any intimidates, any flanking or tripping, knocking prone. Generally, 2E boss fights really need more effort to buff and debuff rather than just swinging away for damage. Yeah, He just lays it flat out. Thank you so much, Professor Eric, for going through that monster of an episode. You know what? Let me put another psychological uh, uh, <laughs> disaster out there. That was a brutally long episode. It was, you know, what was it? A four, <laughs> three and a half, four hour episode? Was it? And we had recorded Three. one before. Yeah, we had recorded one before. Them. And it was just, it just sort of felt like we just need this to end. And like <laughs> run, running around and delaying the fight, you know, sort of seemed like not an option. Mm. It was kind of like, yeah, hey, let's tricky. go down to the blaze of glory, I guess. Um, there was a psychological factor of it where you knew it was ending that uh, was kind of, I don't know. I think it kept nudging things along in the direction of just finishing quicker rather than winning. 
uh, I think that that entered into it too. Yeah, it's an unfortunate side effect, uh, you know, of what we do is like we have to make sure that it's entertaining. And sometimes that means you, you have to abandon tactics over, uh, let's go here over pacing. Um, so that, <laughs> that right. can be tricky. Yeah. I don't know. I think a, a second go at it, uh, would be fun because now we all know what the stakes are. And I would be like, um, my goal is to do to TPK you again. And I'm going to like, now I'm going to go full gas because yeah. a certain, I was not full gas. And so I think that kind of balance in my mind, at least I mean, that's how I sleep at night. That balances out the errors. It's like, if I go full gas, that, that would have been a real quick episode. Um, but for th- sure, I but I love fun. the, le- I think there's some really good lessons learned in that fight for me, at least that, uh, I really want to take into, into some future fights. Uh, Scargar on Twitch says, Joe can't wait for you to make a new character and then watch how it dies. <laughs> well, Thank you know, Scargar. there's, there's the old rule in game of Thrones. It's like, if you don't see the body or if you don't, uh, if you're reading, you don't hear someone coming face to face with the body. Who's to say they, died? who's to say also, Holy shit, did I have a good time. It was so fun. The whole season was an absolute blast, and I loved playing Champ. I loved playing a skeleton, and I think that it's so fun to be like, oh, yeah, you could die as a skeleton, but, like, not really. Nah. You just come back. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a funny, funky uh, class to play, or whatever, ancestry to play, that just... The story possibilities are endless, so I'm 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 excited at the prospect yeah. of uh, of you know I don't know maybe playing one in the future. Uh, I, I don't know where we'll, we'll have time to jam in another skeleton, but like I just recommend it. I guess I should say out there for people that are on the fence about playing a skeleton, do it. I had a blast, dude. Had it's a great just time. it's good to know we can go back. Like we always talked about it, but like we we're like, when are we gonna ever fucking go back to side quests? We don't have time to do anything, and we were even on the fence about doing it. Uh, for for these 12 weeks, we're like, we want to give content, but like, we also need to do all this other stuff in preparation. I'm so glad that we did it. I'm so glad that we did it. It's nice to know that you can go back. It really felt like, like the original energy all over again, you know. I saw someone online in one of the forums talk about how side, the side quest energy is like, it's, it has all the silliness, you know, of, of, of like a strange aeons or whatnot, but like, the everyone commits to the game and the story. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a there's a commitment to the story and to the game that balances out the silliness and it creates this product that is just a I don't know, it's just a very unique game. And I, I, I it's a game that I enjoy running and playing in, sometimes more so than games where the stakes are just so high, like a giant slayer and obviously like a, a gatewalkers. Um I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting feeling that I want to. I want to hold on to and, and infuse into our other games. That that lightheartedness. It lifts everything up. But yeah, but combined with a focus, yeah, on the story and and the role play. I mean, I just I loved it. I loved the mystery solving and everything. It was, it was great. Um. So okay, with that, let us move on to uh, the big news here that we've been working on behind the scenes for what the better part of a year probably. And have like not been able to, to discuss even on fodder because it's so hot and so sensitive that uh, we could not even discuss this news previously. But now this is the FOD. It's a live FOD. We're coming to the to the reality of this new uh, situation being able to be offered to all of our uh, listeners and viewers out there. So I'm really excited to share it with everybody. We're going to get to. Uh, listener mail in a minute here in a few minutes. So get your questions in, including your questions about this. And we'll try to answer as many as we can before the end of the show. Troy, uh, oh, man, 
Oh, take it away. <laughs> uh, cheapers, I'm trying to think of the best way to even bring this about. You know, obviously. That's why I didn't want to have to do it. Yeah, you, you, no. you do it. We were a couple years in before, uh, you know, people were just like, you guys should launch a Patreon. You guys should launch a Patreon. We we're like, we don't know what that is. Uh, and so, uh, we we're like, all right. Yeah. 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 We'd like to monetize this, you know, uh, cause I don't know if we can keep doing this. We all have other jobs and like, but like, do more podcasts. We're like, we don't know if we can keep doing Giant Slayer. So yeah, it would be nice to do a Patreon, but we went through the whole rigmarole with Patreon, uh, with, with, with Paizo, making sure that it was cool, building the relationship with them. And we launched it. And, and, and thanks to Patreon, we have been able to do things that we would have never dreamed of when we started this uh, podcast back in the day. Unfortunately, as we've continued to grow in the way that we have grown, we have outgrown what Patreon is really made for. Um, Patreon is a, a great service for, for artists and creators to um, find support for their work, um, but it is not something that is geared specifically for a podcast network, which is what we are. For someone, for, for a group that puts out several different shows, several different offerings, uh, we hear time and time and again from our users that it's just, it's not the best interface. And, and a credit to Patreon is, you know, we've, we've, ha- we've had their ear for a long time. We, we've, we've hung out with the CEO and, and had lunch with them. They, they've, they've been very receptive to our ideas. They've changed things on the platform that affects all Patreon users based on our advice. But at the end of the day, they aren't able to offer what we really need in order to give the best possible um, experience experience for our for our customers. And so uh, we, uh, you know, we obviously signed with a big agency earlier in the year. We signed with UTA, which has been uh, life changing for us, uh, and just crazy to think that we're with the, like one of the top three agencies in the world. And uh, they were able to uh, set us up with a great deal to create a new subscription service uh, that we're going to be rolling out over the next month. And it is a subscription service that is tailored to podcast listeners. Um, we actually uh, launched the Alpha Test today for a group of about 16 people. Uh, that was <laughs> super, super small just to like, I mean, we've been working on this fucking nonstop because we have to rebuild, we had basically rebuild it from the ground up. Up. Um, and uh, it's awesome. I mean, for what the the complaints that we get, the number of people that like leave the service, uh, leave Patreon because of how unusable it can be for what we offer. I mean, it just it it solves every single problem that we've had. Um, and the sixteen or so people that signed up for it today. I, I think they're really, really into it. So we're going to start rolling this out slowly over the next month. I think the next step will be like a hundred or so users. And then eventually, uh, it's going to be available for everybody and it's going to replace, uh, Patreon. Um, and it's basically a yeah. glass cannon subscription service that will allow you to directly subscribe to the gated paywall podcast that you want to and they will come directly to your device as their own show as their own podcast Mm -hmm. with all their own content in there no more single feeds that are just loaded with a whole bunch of shit that you got to sift through as you are listening to the projects you want to listen to and uh it will allow you a a, an experience that you can split out what shows you want to listen to how you want to listen to them on any platform you want to listen to them on, they offer everything under the sun. And uh, it is going to make, I don't know, I think it's the, the end user experience is going to be 
a fantastic upgrade to uh, where everybody, you know, what, what what everyone's been dealing with with Patreon for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, it's so sexy and so it's such a like a white glove service. Like you no longer like, where's the RSS feed? How do I paste it to my thing? And then you go to the champagne room and it's thousands of fucking episodes. You can't find anything. Like when you subscribe to a plan, it you they ask you like, what do you listen to your shows on? iOS, Android, Mac, this, whatever. And then what podcast app do you like? This, that. And then you are immediately given the, all the shows at your tier to, to subscribe to on your podcast app of choice and have everything separated out so you can track like, Oh, I'm on episode this of this and episode that of that. It's all separated out and uh, you don't have no more copy pasting of RSS feeds. It's, it's really, it's really slick and really smooth. And it's something we've wanted to provide for a long time, but leaving Patreon is a huge deal for us because Patreon is still, no matter how many uh, new revenue streams we've been able to create over the years, Patreon is still our bread and butter. It's what allows us to keep the lights on. It's what allows us to have uh, any employees as well as to employ ourselves. Um, so it's a, it's a big risk for sure, but we're not afraid of risk. We think that the, the end result is going to be an overall better experience and it's going to be the only way that we can continue to grow. Now, what I will say is like, there's going to be a lot more information coming out before this is a thing. So, like you keep keep using your Patreon, everything is still going to be posted on Patreon. All the shows are going up there for the foreseeable future, for sure. For months, yeah. And so that's not going to change. But eventually, this is going to be slowly dripped out to people, and you will have the chance. You'll be sent a link where you just like connect your Patreon directly over, and then you cancel your Patreon, and now you're with the new service. And it just grandfathers you into the new tier structure because we have new plans. Uh, you, you'll be able to lock in your old prices if you're still on our on our Patreon because the price structuring has changed and whatnot. And if you have any credit left over from annual memberships, it's all credited to your new account. Like the interface between the two is seamless. And we have had all the people that signed up today say, couldn't have been easier. Um, so I'm really, really excited. I'm sure you're going to have a lot more questions, but we will do our best to uh, to answer them when the time is right. All we want to leave you with is just, you should be really excited about this because we're excited about it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm so excited about it. It's just... It's just something that we've been begging for uh, at Patreon for a really long time. And for reasons that are understandable, it has not been a priority service for them uh, to facilitate the massive platform demands that are required to do multiple RSS feeds that are private for a whole huge audience uh, because it's just not the primary uh, uh, primary medium of their creators that are on Patreon. So it was just time to do something that's very podcast focused and that's our audience and that's what you're going to get. So really looking forward to that. And like we said, this is, this is just the announcement that something is going into alpha. You, you know, if you're interested in checking it out and being a part of a beta, like pay attention to your Patreon posts, pay attention to the discord. Uh, the discord also, by the way, is going to be it's, it's the community discord is going to be the same. So like when you move over, not only will it be the same that everybody you move over to this new subscription service with, with will be on discord, but so will everybody that's still on Patreon for the time being like this whole gap, uh, transitional period will have no drops in discord, hang discord, uh, discussion. In fact, the discord is going to be a primary element with which communication is facilitated about this new service and how it's all operating for everybody. We're going to be doing a beta, hopefully within a week. And that 
that's going to probably last a couple weeks, I would guess, but we'll see, you know, once everybody starts moving over, but those invites are going to go out over discord and over Patreon posts. And so if you're interested in checking this out and you want to be part of the first groups that come over and get this new service, please uh, pay attention to those platforms and we'll be sending out more information in the coming days. Uh, McDee is on the, in, in the chat right now and he's a huge uh, help in this whole transition. He's helping to guide the community over there and he is sensitive to all of the um, the changes that will take place. We are just very confident that those changes are 100% in the uh, user's advantage. Uh, you guys are going to love this this interface. And suddenly, you know what the thing is? It, it's going to disappear so far in the background that it's just going to seem like you're subscribed to more podcasts. It, you're not even going to notice anymore. It's just going to funnel right into your phone. Uh, but it will only do so, you know, appropriately if you're actually a subscriber. So I mean, it's just a really cool system. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's really clean. I, you know, we're excited. Again, this is something we've been <laughs> working on for a long time and a uh, big, big decision, but we're, we're excited. All right, let's uh, get over to a little bit of listener mail so that uh, we can hear what you guys want to talk about what you have to say. Uh, let's take a let's take a few questions here. Troy. Ooh, I haven't heard this in a while. It's, it's time for all right. Thank you guys so much for watching live today. A uh, bunch of you guys here hanging out. It's a pleasure to see uh, so many old faces from the from the FOD days. Uh, Troy, I don't know if you've been browsing any of these you questions. Faces? If there's any that you wanted to uh, pick out right out of the gate, I'll pick one right away from Living Bread Girl, who says, when are we going to see the character art? So That's excited. the one I was going to pick. So excited for the character art. How about episode one, Living Bread Girl? Next Thursday night, you will see the character art. You will see it during the show. And then I'm sure it'll roll out on social media shortly after that. Huh. Uh, we do want everybody to be able to get a chance to listen to the podcast first that is not a viewer so that they can at least hear things before maybe getting spoilers, too many spoilers over over social media. Um. Zev 1408. I know your dates are all booked out for this year, but do you guys have any plans to come to a city with a real football team in Pennsylvania? The question is <laughs> Pittsburgh, Troy. Have you ever thought of Pittsburgh? <laughs> is that is that considered a real football team now? Yeah, not uh, anymore. Not but anymore. But I, I guess it used um, to be. Well, by your definition, where former historical Super Bowls are all that matter for a legitimate franchise, <laughs> then yeah, I guess the Steelers are just as relevant as the Giants right now. In terms of like uh, your tried and true franchises, yes, they, they are a much more respectable institution than the uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, whatever they're called. Um, but uh, yeah, I would I would do Pittsburgh. I've never been. I have um, never been to the city of Pittsburgh, which is ridiculous. It's the it's a major city in the state I grew up in, and I've never drive been to Pitt. Can you drive to Pittsburgh? Abs absolutely, yeah. It's yeah, it's like six six hours, five hours. Uh, it's not too too bad, but it's okay. uh, definitely something that I have driven around several times. I've just never gone into the city, but I hear good things. I hear good things. Yeah, uh, yeah. No plans to do it anytime soon, but it's not something we're opposed to. Sign me up for a little Pittsburgh. Uh, I am excited about Philly, though. Man, those tickets are already cooking. Almost 200 sold. Uh, if you're thinking of coming to the uh, Christmas party show, uh, get them now. A grumble of plugs. Pugs. A grumble of pugs. Any plans to occasionally shoot an episode of other shows in the studio, especially ones with a local cast like Get the Truck? 
the short answer is we really want maybe? to, and we yeah. we've talked about it, but it's just not there yet. But like, we definitely want to. The prospect is so freaking exciting, and uh, we have talked about it multiple times. Don't yes. you worry. Yeah. Um, maybe but, you know. Yeah, we've been we've been working on a lot of details that sort of flesh out what really goes into a studio show versus a remote show and money! That, that investment <laughs> of money and personnel really is uh essential for the glass kind of podcast campaign too other for other shows to draw that level of resources they have to be worth it you know on a from a financial standpoint and that is a that's a tricky area uh so yeah i we've definitely talked about it and it's something that we are, are really starting to flesh out how it's all gonna how it's all going to work from a logistic uh logistic standpoint i mean um, dude if we could do it uh I, I i would love to do it um but like you said it's it, it would have to be something really special and you know I say lifting the veil a little bit. We are in the middle of a conversation of something that could be very, very special. Uh, it's something we'd like to do, but it, it would have to be a big, big deal because that's that's a whole thing. Like just getting Gatewalkers up is massive. To add another show like that um, would be a lot. I'd love to use the space. We're paying the rent. <laughs> This is a good question. Uh, I'm just going to combo these from Hat on Butt and Suburbanite. Can we volunteer as beta testers? Yeah, sure. I mean, we don't have a system in place. We literally just decided before we went live here today, like, let's tell them. We're so close on this project. Yeah. Let's just tell them. We're so excited. But McD is really going to be the lead on that. And McD, if you want to put in chat, you know, anything that you would suggest someone do, is there a place that they should go in Discord or? I would um, hold off on that because I'm kind yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, cause I reached out and be like, all right, so alpha test went great. What's, what's the next steps? You know, how should we do this? And, and they gave me some, I just got an email back during the stream on like how next to approach the group. But I think the next group will be like under a hundred people. Um, so if I were to guess, it'll probably be something we'll reach out on discord. Um, okay. and have people send their information. Uh, I think that's how it's going to go. Or we'll just post, here's the link. Um, in, in different tiers on the Discord, working down from there, maybe. The Discord will definitely be a central area, so keep an eye out yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, these alpha testers, I mean, they already have it, which is wild. Like, they're, they're already in. getting their shows in separate feeds on their phones. Like, ah! And it's great, because I have some hidden Discord channels for the new roles and, uh, you know, just feedback. I've just been talking with everybody directly uh, in the alpha test uh, and they'd send me something and be like, great, here's what you got to do. Or be like, oh, okay. And I go to the devs and I tell them these things and they immediately work on it. So like we're getting this instant feedback. Uh, it'll be interesting once we release it to a hundred people, how much more stuff will come in. But I think it's clean. Like there right now there are no like issues. Like I, how can I not do this? You know, there was one thing with like, oh, I couldn't connect my discord. And it was like, oh, cause you had to unconnect the Patreon discord and reconnect. And I told them, they were like, well, let's make this easier. So that doesn't have to happen. And so they've already come up with a solution to make that easier so that we don't have to ex over explain everything. Like, I don't want to have to give you a 10 step process. I want you to be able to follow the link and within seconds be on the new subscription service. Cause if you have to take those extra fucking steps, people don't do it. And that hurts our bottom line. And so, um, yeah, well, news should be coming shortly. Yeah, we have to make it as smooth as smooth as possible. And Hat on Butt makes a good point. Says just make sure you get some internationals in there. So we have to make sure that some people in this next group, if they're not in there already, uh, are international. Just so we're testing that that functionality. Uh, Foreman asks, what happens with those of us who have paid for Patreon for the year? It all comes over. 
Yep. So you're you all good. Any annuals, it's all credited all over and uh, and it'll be yep you'll, you'll be fine no yeah, change that really was a big seamless. thing that we talked about right out of the gate months and months ago and it was like nope won't be a problem uh that is part of the transition yeah we got people that just subscribe annually like yesterday you know what i mean then just be like hey you gotta sign for new service and be like what the fuck i just said you get that's all credited over and you're grandfathered in to the new tier um is there uh oh is there a way Nichols 2102, is there a way to transfer that over without paying? I just re-upped my, oh yeah, that's the same question, yearly. You will be fine. You will not have to pay twice. Right. Um, uh, there was one here. It was something about, oh yeah, so Suburbanite asks, will each podcast be an individual subscription? How will the pricing compare to current Patreon pricing? Right now, the no, each podcast is not its own subscription. There are tiers. It's going to be yeah. yeah so it's, it's I don't a want to get into system. The, if you're if you're on Patreon, you come over, you lock in uh, your Patreon price for the most part. You'll see how it works. It's very seamless. You'll have options to change into other tiers, but you're going to be able to, uh, you know, you're not going to be affected by the price changes. If you leave and come back, you will. Um, but you basically once you're locked into a plan, you'll have all of your shows that available to you at that plan. You kind of pick and choose which ones you want to subscribe to. Come back later, subscribe to one you maybe weren't interested in at first. You have all those available as their own separate shows go to a higher tier that might unlock a show like a blood of the wild that you didn't have access to at the tier below well now you can uh download that and it comes in its own feed uh it's really really clean i'm just great i'm just reading like the comments from the alpha test people are people are way into it they love the interface well k rob's asking if it's okay for alpha testers to talk about their experience like how much do we want the people that are testing to be talking to the gen pop at this stage yeah, or should they I'd only say, be talking to us? Yeah, like give it a week. Give it a week. Everyone's going to know about it. And everybody's gonna, there's going to be a lot more people on it. It's going to be a lot harder to kind of corral that. I'd say for now, let's just let's keep it kind of on the down low so that people can experience it for themselves without going in with any pre, uh, you know, premeditated thought. Because I want people to experience it and then give immediate feedback yeah. rather than going in with stuff. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Unless it's all compliments, Kerob. In that case, right. feel free. Uh, no, but I do think it's important that the alpha testers are talking to us because there are little, tiny, stupid little issues that like could just be solved that never have to be a concern for uh, other people, you know, signing up for a beta. So let's just keep that communication uh, between us for right now. But yeah, pretty soon everybody. I mean, we're nice and on the fight. Everybody's gonna know about it. Uh, so it's pretty it's, fun, it's great. Man, man. Like I launched this morning, and like you know. K-Rob emailed me right away. He's like, I can't get my Discord to work. And I was like, well, K-Rob, let me check. And I'm just like sitting in Starbucks. I'm like, and then I write them I'm like, this guy can't get his Discord to connect. And he's like, well, have you tried this? Or you can't do this? Or, I don't think it was Discord for K-Rob. It was somebody else. But uh, it was just really fun being able to just have a small group that I could communicate with directly and then go back to the new service and have them fix things. It just feels feels like it was a really good decision, which for us, you know, we were nervous. And so to see it work uh, makes me feel really good. Suburbanite, will we still be able to use our own podcast apps or is there a specific app that will be required to access the content? It's like you you choose the app, the fucking Get symbol comes here. up. You want to go to Spotify, Overcast, Podchase, but you pick your app You or you, you want multiple apps, you can do that too. I want to listen to Blood of the Wild on Overcast, but I want to get in the trunk on fucking Apple Pocket. You can do that. Yep, you can you can it's so customizable. Uh there was another question in here if it's uh, on PC, is it on PC or just mobile? Uh it is on PC. Yeah, so you can go on a PC and listen as well if you like. It's definitely in my limited experience, it's definitely 
you know, uh, perfected for listening on your phone uh, or your your mobile device. It's it's really perfected for app usage, uh, whether you're Android or uh, the other one, uh, iOS. But the you can totally go to the site on PC and play it through there and stream it right through your PC uh, if you'd like. Dude, I'm looking right now. Like when you log in, it's like, which devices do you listen to podcasts? iOS, Android, macOS, Windows, other? Which podcast apps do you use? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Castro, Downcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, RSS Radio, other. And you pick and choose any or all of those things. You hit the next button. All of the shows come up with all of the different options and you just hit your option and you're listening to the show. It's fucking, it's what we've wanted for the past three years, at least, if not longer. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's so amazing and so exciting. Uh, that is all that I've got for now. I think we got to get out of here, but thank you guys so much for hanging out, for shooting us uh, some questions here. I hope we've answered at least some starter questions for you guys. There will be so much more information coming down the pike on this, uh, this huge change soon. So stick with us. Keep an eye on your Discord. Uh, keep an eye on Patreon as well, because we'll make posts there uh, to start this process of testing with everybody and, and getting everybody over so that, you know, Hey, our goal is, you know, within a couple months, everybody's coming over and it's, and all of our shows are now coming to your feed, uh, super, super easy, all separately, all as their own show, including by the way, back content, you know, so there's going to be archival content that now has its own, you know, uh, a little, <laughs> little, uh, feed that you can listen to it on, which is just great. Dude, last week I was just making a disorganized play logo. <laughs> It's like, we never had this. I'm, I'm making logos as part of this. I actually like the disorganized play logo. It pops. Uh, but yeah, we, we had show, we had all these shows that like, I was like, I don't want to just do the planet die. I want every show to have their own logo. So they're up there. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. As always. See you in Boston, uh, yo. To hang out with the nation. We got to get ready for Boston, bro. Uh, we got a lot of work to do and a lot of planning uh, because next week is a big week. The premiere of Glass Cannon Podcast Campaign 2. Thursday night, September 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time at YouTube.com slash at the Glass Cannon or at Glass. I don't even know what it is. I shouldn't have even started saying the link. Our really YouTube. Bad. Really bad. Just follow the link. Big deal. Put it in chat. Big deal. Put it in chat. Uh, go ahead and check out uh, the premiere next Thursday, and then it releases at midnight on Friday. Oh, my God. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash The Glass Cannon. That's very important. Subscribe. 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 We got to go. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. 
I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.